Hello and welcome to Where the Living Room Used to Be, a podcast about Rhode Island's music scene. everyone, it's James. On this bonus episode, Keith passes along some insightful advice about how to position yourself as an artist and the ebb and flow of working in a creative field. I really appreciate you all taking the time to check this out. Please, if you'd be so kind, leave a positive review. And as always, follow along on Facebook and Instagram at LivingRoomUTB. What is the best piece of musical advice? someone else like a mentor has given you um i heard bill harley told me a thing that was this is like secondhand advice and it Mm -hmm. but it's it's great because i knew the guy who said it so i'm not sure if he's still alive or not there's a guy up in vermont named benny real who was doing this kind of like neo vaudeville scene up there Mm -hmm. and we met him a bunch of times and did gigs for him when i was in big nozzle but separately bill met him and you know benny would conduct these workshops where we would try to help people who were trying to do this. Like you would help them kind of refine their act. Mm-hmm. And he said a thing to Bill that then Bill passed on to me, um, which I think is really wise, which is as a, as a performer specifically. And I think, you know, musician would go into this. It is not your job to be the best. It is your job to be the only. Okay. So figure out what it is that you are and what you do. that No one else does. And, go towards that yeah you know so like because especially with music there there can be not every kind of music but definitely as artists sometimes you find yourself quantifying your worth mm-hmm. and and your and your chops mm-hmm. and you're like well i can play but i can't play like that guy. Mm-hmm. and so it, you can want to be the best at something you know you can have that desire but I think it was more speaking to the idea that like be the only there isn't anybody like you. So the more that you can find the uniqueness of you, the more successful you will be and the more happy you'll be with the art you're making. And that advice is exactly why when I started doing stuff for kids, I was like, well, what do I what defines me as an artist? Like, oh, it's weird because it's like it's it's music and it's comedy and it's characters and it's story and it's visual art and it's like okay i'm gonna have to try to put all those things in the show because that is that is me Mm -hmm. you know and and so though i learned heavily um in terms of storytelling from people like bill and mark levitt and len cabral um like musically speaking and like the characters that populate my stories and the drawing that i do in my kids show like that was very much like a conscious like um be the only. Yeah. So that was, yeah, secondhand advice that I got from Bill. <laughs> cool. And yeah, I mean, looking at your experience covering, you know, organizing shows yep. and, and playing music and working with visual art, like, is there something that you would pass along from your own experience to someone else? Yeah, I think it's be, because it can be, it's a, because it can be a very challenging path to take. Um, and because you can be tempted to uh, kind of put all your eggs in one basket, um, I would say the biggest thing is to understand that and to trust that there is incredible ebb and flow to both the creative process, so in terms of, you know, in terms of writing music and playing music, mm-hmm. but also in terms of the work aspect of it. 
mm-hmm. and and having faith that things are going to be okay is tremendously difficult. But there mm-hmm. is a rhythm to it, and you have to trust that that rhythm is going to be there, and that mm-hmm. you're going to come out of the dark, and that you're going to make money, and you're going to survive. Um, but to that, this is really two part advice. It's like so so trust the rhythm and the ebb and flow of it, but also you have to be flexible in what you're willing to do as an artist mm-hmm. or you're, or you'll die unless you're incredibly, unless you're incredibly fortunate and like, this is the one magic thing I do and it pays me well enough to live. Yeah. Uh, for the rest of us, you have to take some gigs that maybe are not your favorite gigs Yeah. to, to mm-hmm. keep working. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have to do it. So I'd say diversity and flexibility in terms of your, uh, you know, what's in your wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. is, is kind of critical if you want to live. Yeah. That's, that's served me incredibly well. Yeah, just, open to... just take the gig, take <laughs> yeah. the gig, man. Like, you know, and I, you can draw boundaries. Like yeah. I will not play in a cover band or I will not, you know, whatever, you know, I'm yeah. not going to, you, you can make, you can make boundaries on it, yeah. but you, uh, but I've also learned like a lot, a lot on gigs that I felt like I was out of my depths or, you know, like, can you play this church service? Like, uh, no, but like, I need the gig. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, it's always an opportunity to learn. You have to, it's not for, you know, it's not your last will and testament. Just do the gig. Yeah. Get yeah. paid a hundred dollars and buy groceries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what is it that inspires you? As, I mean, it can be musically or just in, in life. But... Well, you know, certainly, I mean, I think this is true of both the music I do for kids and uh and the stuff that i write for the review and honestly i think songwriting in general like what i think what interests me is like the the coming together of stuff so example like what i said about kids music um parents and kids having to kind of like navigate life where their agendas are completely different Mm -hmm. like those those schisms those those rubs those contradictions those uh all of those things where stuff doesn't line up perfectly, yeah, yeah. but we still have to kind of trudge forward. That to me is the most interesting thing to write about. Yeah. Like, and it, 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 you know, because you, if you do it with, and, and comedically, I think it's what's really funny. Like how this is yeah, the way that things yeah. don't quite line up. I'm, I'm uh, right now. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. From my own experience. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, how, how, how that happens. Like to me, there's, it's a deep well of, both comedy and it's a deep well of heart because when you see stuff like that, like the comedy and the music and the songwriting that speaks to me is the stuff that um, is when people are at their most vulnerable, mm-hmm. you know, and, and when they're trying to make sense of things and like, uh, so, you know, that's really true when you're talking about parenting because uh, it's so incredibly challenging and, uh, but also, you know, relationships and friendships and all that navigation. It's like, you know, there's like these brief moments where stuff lines up perfectly and it's, you know, and then the rest of the time, everything's kind of like this. Mm-hmm. And that space, that's mm-hmm. what, that's what inspired me. That's where I think all the funniest stuff is. And that's where I think all the, all the truth is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that schism. That's awesome. Well, thanks again. Yeah. Appreciate it. It was so fun talking to you. Thank you for listening. In the full podcast, Keith mentions the cast of Benny's the Musical coming together to record the soundtrack. Well, the CD just came out, and it's really well done and really fun, especially for Rhode Islanders and those familiar with the store. 
This next song is called I'll Manage, and it's one of my favorites on the album. If you like it, pick yourself up a copy by using the link in the show description. Enjoy! time has finally come to go. 